I hear. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I hear what you're saying. In the world of uh, Hasidism and Kabbalah, there's the uh, type of faith which becomes through what we see from others. And even that it's true, it's not the ultimate truth for me. The ultimate truth for me has got to come from within my genetic essence because that's really me. So I hear what you're saying. Um, I hear how you went through the process and I think what's most important to share with this group here is just that aha moment that epiphany that realizing that what you carried as internal as and eternal truth were neither internal or eternal because they didn't come from you they actually come from other people about you that's a lot what we're talking about tonight and how to shed that yes Anyone else? Go ahead. So you're asking how do we stop labeling others and see them for who they really are? And then the second question you said was how do we stop labeling ourselves and see ourselves? And they're really one and the same question. And that's really what the heart of tonight's whole shiur was. You know, I've shared before on this forum this, and I'll share it again. When I was a uh, bocher, I was sent by the Rebbe to Venezuela to give us another 11 boys. And we spent there two years, and there was a lot of fabringens, a lot of learning. We give classes. We work with our community. It was uh, awesome. I wanted to share with you one of the, you know, I shouldn't say one of, it's probably the goal of where we always got to in the wee early mo mornings of a Fabrengen, was always that paradigm of if we would only once be blessed to see in ourselves what the Rebbe Blessed Memory saw in us when we walked by him for dollars or whatever it was, kosher bracha. What does that mean? What, what are we talking about here? What we're talking about here is, you know, you think to yourself, there's anyone that can label anyone with a zillion things, it would be the Rebbe Blessed Memory. You walk by a tzaddik, a tzaddik sees you for who you are, he sees you like an x-ray, it's just through and through. And so much so that many chassidim would hide from the Rebbe. The Rebbe would come, they would hide behind the pole, whatever it was. You didn't want to, you didn't want to be x-rayed. And then all of a sudden, at some stage in your life, you realize what the Rebbe really saw you for is what you really want to see because we, with our labeling mechanism, think that anyone who would see through me would see all the negativity. It doesn't dawn upon us that someone who's capable of seeing right through us, what they would first and foremost see is the exact DNA that God created you to be. That's beautiful. So if you have that kind of paradigm, you know, to me, it's, it's my Rebbe, blessed memory. When I want to know that I'm not ugly and I'm not a nobody and I'm not a disgrace 
I go back to those good old Fabrengans where we would sit and wonder, what did the Rebbe see when he looked at me? So I had a place in my life where I know that there was someone who saw me for the exact beautiful person that I was, with a lot of bad choices made along the way. But I know in my life I have someone who sees me for exactly who I am. That's the place in my mind where I go to when I need to know that feeling again. I go back to the time where I stood up by Fabrengen, I go back to the time where I was blessed with an interaction with the Rebbe, whatever it may be. And that like kind of washes away everything else. Because anything that anyone else had to say about me was pale once I pictured myself standing in front of my Rebbe and what the Rebbe sees. So if you want to ask me how and what, I just tell you how I do it. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the Rebbe or not, I don't know how old you are, but if we talk about that mechanism of being able for you to feel, I'm standing right now in davening, not in front of my rabbi, not in front of my Rosh Hashiva, not in front of my potential future father-in-law, I'm standing now in front of God. I'm just standing in front of God. And you ask yourself, what does God see when he looks at me? What is his reaction? Is it, ugh? Or does he really see you for the absolute beauty that he created you to be? So by chassidim, by the way, by chassidim in general, davening is the answer for 99.9% of the world's problems, especially with the internal ones that we need to go to counseling for. You just go ahead and close your eyes. I'm davening in front of Hashem, right? I believe that. I believe I'm standing in front of God and talking to him. Now let me stop for a second. Let me stop seeing what I see. Let me just wonder for a second, what does God see? I know my struggles when I try to pray to God. But what's about God? Can I just for a second try to think who's on the other side of Skype when I'm davening? Who's on the other end of the phone? What does he hear? What does he see? Am I humble enough to really allow myself to stand naked in front of God when I pray? And then ask myself, is God repulsed or is God awed? Does God feel love or does God feel, where did this one come from? If we can embrace that and just have that awesome feeling of being seen by God and then give a little peek at what God sees when he sees me, you'll see your essence. You'll see beauty with labels flying out the window like they never existed. And if you can do the same thing for other people, if you can look at another person, that's what we're learning right now in Tanya, divided by the year, chapter 32. If I can just see in the other person, not the whole dress code, but just see, just see that creation of God. If I can always meet someone with this paradigm, every time I meet someone, wow, I'm going to meet someone I've never met before in my life, which means I'm going to see a new dimension of beauty that God created, which I've never experienced before in my life. Let me find that. Let me ravel in it, and then let me empower the person to use it. If you can train yourself to look at people that way, number one, you'll be the best counselor, psychologist that ever existed. And number two, you'd be a people lover. They'd react to you that way. You'd start seeing the specialty in other people, which would be a nice doorway into seeing the specialty within yourself. But if every time you look at someone, you point out ten problems which you think you can fix if they would only listen to you, and when you look at yourself, you're going to have the same results. 
So I would just tell you, start with prayer. Just start when you daven. Just strip it all. Just stand in front of Hashem naked and then ask yourself, what does Hashem see when He looks at me? Is Hashem marveling at His masterpiece or is He repulsed? Just feel that. Feel that for a moment. And then carry that into your life. And carry it into the way you treat with other people. The labeling machines will be gone. Go ahead. Two questions. Number one, you talk about, I only mentioned one side of the internet, opportunity. I didn't mention also the challenges. And if the opportunities can take you to where you've never been before, unfortunately the challenges can take you to where you've never been before. True. Second question you asked, I'm just lining up the questions here. The second question you asked is, I talk about not having to fit into a mold, but then yeah, you do have to fit into a mold in job interviews and so forth and so on. So question number one is, you're right. But I want to share with you, I want to share with you something. <laughs> my kids aren't here, so I can say this because my kids aren't going on to the internet without me. But let's talk about this for a moment. Why would someone use the internet for such deep, self-defacing, self-destructive, yada, 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 yada purposes? And I'm going to tell you that it all begins with the self-persecution. I'm going to tell you that while it's true the Talmud says that ena petrupis, there is no one who can say when it comes to perversion, don't worry about me. I don't worry about me. I can handle it. I don't, I don't know how to attract it. I don't go to porn stars, yada, yada. No one. The Talmud says no one can say that. You don't trust no one when it comes to that field. That's true. But with that being said, I want to share with you something. There are certain people that love themselves too much to hurt themselves that bad. There was a chassid of the Alter Rebbe who said, I became who I became because of ego. And they asked him, what do you mean? Ego by chassidim is the worst thing. He said, very simple. When the Yitzhahara came to me with a sin, I would say, me? I should do such a sin? Come on, bring me something a little classy. Bring me something. I mean, I don't go that low. I mean, if you want, you're my Yetzirah, I sin just like everyone else. But come on, bring me something. You know, blue collar, white collar. I mean, know who you're talking to. Don't bring me trash. I just don't do that stuff. So I want to share with you that a person in a healthy state of mind concerning their own image is already cured from many, many, many challenges of the internet. Don't trust yourself. Don't be stupid. Have a big window in your office. Set yourself up to be protected. That Yetzirah takes everyone down from A to Z. But with that said, understand that when you approach the, the issue, 
the way you see yourself, what kind of person you see yourself as. I just don't do trash. Or, well, I, I'm, I'm just nobody. I do that stuff. In the ugliness, I want to just go a little further with this, if you don't mind. The, the challenges of the internet leaves you feeling extremely dirty, yucky, ugly, and yada, 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 yada. There's a reason why some people go there and some people don't. I'm not talking about the occasional whatever, not that I'm making anything right or wrong. The halakha is halakha. But if a person sees themselves in the image of yucky, achi, failure, mishap, I shouldn't have been born, it was a faulty birth control, oh, why am I even here? Yeah, then that, that's pigs wallow in mud, they're dirt, that's just how they see themselves. That feeling, as yucky as it is, just seems to fit to how they see themselves. There's a reason why certain creatures roam the sewer systems, that's where they find lunch. It just fits. But if we can make sure that we as individuals, we as parents, we as children, have a healthy state of self-lovability, then we just won't wallow there. We may trip, slip, but we're going to get up and run away. The wallowing there comes from a very deep, wrong self-persecution and self-defacement. Most people that end up in those circles, you will find somewhere along the line their seed of self-perception was deeply scratched. If we can get them out of that, they'll be in a much more empowered place to realize that at least, let's go by the 80-20 rule, 80% of internet is opportunity, 20% is a gateway to hell. While unfortunately we're dealing with a society that sees 99.9% .9 of internet a gateway to hell. And if you manage, you can get into the 0.1% and use it for good things. That's told you once a story. No, you weren't here. Told once a story of the Chelem. Chelem, two people from Chelem went to Minsk and they came back and they came to give the big report. And one gave such a report. Oh. They have over the yeshivas in Koilal and they have an organization to help women when they give birth and they have to help with this and to help with that. It's just, oh, ah, Yiddish, it's so beautiful. The other one says, oh, there's thieves. There's, a, a, don't ask, there's a red district and a purple district and a green district. The whole place is that, is that we should never don't step out of Chelm, the world's place. They had to wake up the Rav, the Chelm Rav. Someone's lying, that's not tolerated in Chelm. So Chalmarov comes, he sits down, and he, they both repeat the reports. And everyone's looking at the Chalmarov. How is he going to figure out who is saying the truth and who is lying? Chalmarov is sitting there and thinking and thinking and thinking. Cha! The Chalmarov wants to speak. He gives his verdict. No one lied. Each found what they were looking for. That's exactly what the internet is. You will find what you're looking for like never before. Now if we can deal with that self-persecution, self-defacement, thinking I'm not lovable issue, I think a lot, of, a lot of the internet challenges would be dealt with. And nevertheless, no one should be dealing with the internet so as, as a social life. Let's go to the second question. 
Second question is an interesting question. Because once upon a time, there was only one image that fit into an interview. And if you don't, if you don't dress the part, or tw- you just didn't get the job. Today, actually, believe it or not, today we're dealing with certain people that they're looking for someone to walk into an interview with a t-shirt, with jeans, with an attitude bigger than planet Saturn, who's got really a creative mind, who's just ADDing all over the place because that's exactly what they want. They're a creative, innovative. They don't want someone dressed down who's going to sit there, yes, sir, yes, sir. So you're right. There are still the old-fashioned, and let me tell you, we're going to need the old-fashioned. Because the last thing I want when I walk onto a plane is to see the guy in the cockpit with one foot on top, wearing jeans, drinking, hey, what's up? We're going to have a flight today. No, there are certain positions I want you to be very square and boxed in. But the world has opened up also to a whole different paradigm. And let me tell you, after you flunk your third interview, you may want to turn to the Internet and work for yourself for a change and really believe in yourself. That wasn't available to someone who didn't have startup money. Today, it's a different world. We're really in a world of opportunity to just drop self-persecution and just take it and run with it. I hope that answered your two questions. And, uh, but I'm not denying that what both things you said is absolutely true. Anyone else? You're smiling. What lies behind the smile? Okay. I just want you to know I agree. (laughs) Guys, thanks. Take care.